Welcome to episode 44 of Justifying the F Word. That's 44 hours of uh, being unapologetically yourself. And living your best life throughout your 40s and 50s. And that's what the F word means. Is that what it stands for? Yeah, so... so, uh, Muy... So unmistakably unscandalous that it's not even funny. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 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 At least it's catchy, right? Yeah. Yeah. At least it's catchy. So if you tune in for something a little bit more uh, saucy, I mean, it could. It gets saucy. I mean, you know, we d- we take deep dives into all sorts of <laughs> great. Subject matter. Subject matter that keeps us from losing our ever-living minds during this oh-so uh, midlife crisis-prone moments. Yeah. Or I should say ages. 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 It comes and goes in waves. I guess it's like hot flashes. Not that I know what hot flashes Yeah. Like, I was like, are you going to act like you're menopausal? I am men. Yeah. Have you guys noticed anyone else? Men straight? Men a puzzle, like all of these things have men in them. I think it's because it's us no, that, it, it, it's it us is. that keeps you guys sane through all of it. We're so kind. Oh yeah, no, understanding. I, it's like hey, we gave you a rib, and then boom, we're like menopause. A, we're like a, a a cornucopia of good listening. Yeah. Anyway, take a look at it. That's why God created chocolate. True. Quinn's like million dollar idea is that he feels like, uh, so I love Dove chocolate and you know, they have little well, same. Yeah. You have to understand this came off of one time that Megan, Megan had the PMS real bad. Yeah. Yeah, I did. <laughs> it's I been w- years. I was in trouble. I was in big trouble. And I was like, uh, there was probably a very justified reason. And I was like, self, how could, how could I make this, this time of the month or whatever, much more enjoyable for everybody around? Dove chocolate. Well, would you like to, do you want me to tell you what? Yeah. Okay. You tell them your million dollar uh, my million idea. million dollar idea was that. You heard it here first. Y- yeah. So uh, if Dove and Tampax wants to co-brand, they're more than welcome do to. Do a collab. A collab. Yeah. So uh, kind of like Carhartt and Hurley did a few years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Stuff like I love that. that you go to Carhartt. Well, but I'm anyway. just saying Carhartt and Hurley. Okay. Got a great yeah. vest. Yeah. But anyway, my whole idea was you get a tampon, right? I feel like the dudes out there are like, no, but okay. Yeah. And yeah, you stick a piece of dove chocolate to it. Okay. Okay. So when, before the, uh, the exchange goes down, you open up the chocolate and there's a really motivational phrase in there. That's like, you're the best. You're beautiful today. No, you said the sayings on it were your husband really is a nice guy. Oh, that too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was the yeah. sayings that you said. Yeah. That was the million dollar idea that it was all these <laughs> phrases that was like, you don't look fat or whatever. You look beautiful. And then there's like your husband, it really is a nice guy. Yeah. There's no yeah. need to burn the house down. Yeah. Everything's going to be okay. Men straight. Men straight. Yeah. So there's my million dollar idea. See, that's idea. why women are mad is because it's like derived from men. Like that is. We had nothing to do with it, but I do think my, uh, I do think my chocolate and tampon idea is. Mil- yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. So, we move <laughs> so on. Moving on. Well, this is why it hasn't come to pass yet because uh, we are in the end of summer and summer is fighting its hardest to burn us alive right now. 
Like it has been this last week, normally this time of year, it's about 80 degrees where we live, high 80s. And it was in the hundreds last week. And it just was stupid. Just absolutely stupid. Yeah. Just like, like Satan's butthole. Yeah. Like the eye of (laughs) Mordor. Oh, Uh, so I was, I had to work a golf tournament. I mean, people are like, oh yeah, the work golf tournament. Well, what, what that means is you basically set up on a hole and when people come by, talk to them, hawk your wares. But I was underneath the blue tent of suffering, not the red tent, Megan. I know you were going there, but I was underneath. I wasn't even going I, there. I was underneath the blue tent of suffering and it was hot and humid under there. And like, luckily, and I was moving around like a sundial to uh, stay in the shade <laughs> and in fact, yesterday, Megan was like, uh, what's up with your ankles? I'm like, I got torched. Okay. I, I know they were like peeling and yeah, dry skin. So. I'm like I tried to hide from the sun as best as possible and I got uh, absolutely roasted. So we did get to ooh, hold on. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Bring it back in. Yeah. I'm yeah com- that, I'm, that I'm, is contagious, yeah, dude. I, I'm coming back. But uh, we... Uh, we did. It did cool down. We got some nice thunderstorms and it was amazing. We'll dive into that in a second. But anyway, just hot and crazy. Yeah. So this last week, uh, we have one of our kids start school tomorrow and the next two start uh, two days after. So I feel like this was like the like when you are running a marathon, you've ran 26 and it's that last point one. Where you're like, okay, I mean, yeah, and that last point no, no. One, let me go on okay, my rant. Okay, and then I, I'll get back I, to well, the point you, one. You kind of know my rant. I went to six locations looking for certain glue sticks because there's the school list, right? So it's like you get all the clothes, the shoes, all of that, and then you have your school list. And uh, one of my kids, it was very specific that it could not be a purple glue stick like it goes on purple which is ridiculous because i see in rainbows i don't yeah so anyway if anyone out there knows why that makes a difference that and the difference between school glue and like all like regular glue like i don't know but i couldn't find these things i went to six one might be horse hoof free i don't know but it was like crazy i feel like i was running around and and i am still like i'm gonna be that parent sending my kid with no glue sticks to school because they i don't think they exist anymore well anyway that's my rant all right bob cratchit (laughs) well i'm just saying like here's the other thing that i was i was trying to interject is that the last like point one of a marathon like when you're coming in and you're about ready to die and you hurt all over and somebody on the sideline who obviously didn't run it is clapping going way to go yeah you just want to like curb them like seriously like hurt them in a bad way but you know what's even worse than the person going way to go I, I I don't know. It's the person who's already finished. Yeah, that's true. That's it's doing running, a cool that's down. Doing lap. a cool down, and they're like three miles out from the finish. Yeah, you're and like, they're doing a cool down, and they're like, "Hey, man, you're almost there." And you're like, "You know what? Shut your horse mouth and go back to the, <laughs> get in your car and drive away. You don't need to rub it in. Like it's ridiculous." So we it has been absolutely crazy this summer and we've been trying to get, I feel like every week we're like yeah, it was crazy it's, it's starting Wait, we're just every time we come sit down to uh record I feel like we're slightly coming up for air yeah. like we're we're treading water 
And then it's like, you know, we're, we're dunking our heads. Dunking. <laughs> it's Sunday is our regroup day. So the whole plan was to do a ton of camping this summer and just between jobs and my car accident and all that, we got derailed. So we finally all got out as a family as a last hoorah. Hoorah. Yeah. And it, we were able to do it in conjunction with uh, Logan or Brosif's skateboard competition in Park City. So it was so nice to get up there. We were up in the mountains above Park City in a little town called Camus and it was probably and it, it wasn't hot it probably didn't get over 70 degrees it was spectacular like you could have a fire put on a jacket yeah it was like oh i want some hot cocoa yeah, yeah it was great you hear us reveling in this right now but seriously in like a month and a half it's going to be snowing yeah it's like <laughs> i was talking to my kids um and they're like the best month of the year is October, which I agree because it's my birthday month. But I told him, I said, the only thing that's negative about October is, you know, as they said in Game of Thrones, winter is coming. Like, you know it. You know it's coming. Yeah. And it's right on the other side of October. But we may or may not have done, already been to Spirit Halloween and bought a bunch of Halloween decorations. (laughs) <laughs> Maybe you did. Uh, I know. I'm like looking I, uh, around, not making eye contact. I did happen to see quite a few. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, well, this weekend, as I mentioned, uh, we were up at Logan Skate Competition, and it was his first one. He was super nervous, and the little dude did great. It, it was um, so skateboarding. A lot of people have never been to a comp. Like we had never really been to one, and. I will tell you the greatest part besides seeing how proud he was of himself was how the community, you know, it just, everybody was so excited that people were out there. They're trying their best and cheering on every single person, not just the people that were in the top, you know, two or three, the people that were, you know, just getting out there. Cause it, it there was a point I, I turned to Quinn and there was, a lot of people there and our little guy was going into this big concrete bowl area and it was just him. And I was like, that for a nine year old is that's intense. You know, like that would make me well, nerve, yeah, and the nervous. Things, yeah. The things he was trying to pull off that, you know, there's about a 50% chance most of the time you're going to land it. Yeah. And he got in there. We just kept telling him, we're like, bud, just go in there and charge it and leave nothing, you know, like no stone unturned, like just try your hardest. And, um, being that it was his new one, we set a goal of just be like, you want to have it be like there people will look and be like, who is, who's that kid? And I feel like it was really fun to see him go out there and watch him in game mode. It was really fun. Yeah, he did. He did great. So as we mentioned, the kids are heading back to school and uh, back to school. Probably one of the things that gets me the most excited about this is the bloodletting stops is financially. Oh my gosh. It is. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm always, even it hasn't been as bad because like some of our kids are like, Oh, I already have a backpack. You know, like there were things that I was like, I usually, you know, always I was like, we're cutting that out this year, you know, but it is crazy expensive. I think Adam Carolla and and Megan said, uh, I, I called her up one day during the week and I said, Hey, what are you up to? She's like, Oh, I'm out shopping with my broke best friends. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that is, um, I think if I were to define this summer, 
Um, and I've talked in past episodes about this summer just being such a good bonding uh, experience with my kids and that, but I told Quinn, I'm like, my kids will wake up and be like, Hey, we should go do this. And I'm like, yeah, that sounds awesome. Oh, I'm financing all this. Like it is like, I have these three broke best friends. They come up with these ideas and, um, well, and we've all had the friend growing up that never has cash yeah. that does the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much so the same. That, that was the summer, but it was fun. And I, you know, Adam Carolla always talks about, he's like, you know, I'll have known when I've made it in life when I can live the same lifestyle as my wife and kids. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I can't take credit for that. So uh, we want to kick off today's episode. And uh, this episode came to me around 2.30 in the in the night. So Megan... Uh, oh, oh, oh. Yeah. Was this... Can I tell this? Yeah, story? you could tell this. Okay. So last night, we were in the camper. Okay. And so our camper, as you know, known as the Norville Rogers, which is Shaggy Doo's official yeah, name. Yeah. We have rules. And part of those rules is the bathroom in the camper is only for peeing. And unless we're at a place like in the middle of nowhere. Because, yeah. because here's what happens. Is what happens in the camper stays in the camper. Yeah, so we're so. just gonna leave it there. So <laughs> I I wake up about two thirty, and I and I will tell you guys I'm not um I'm not a puker, but I woke up and I was like sweating and I was like oh my gosh I'm gonna throw up and you know all this so I was like I can't throw up in the bathroom we got this rule so finally I decided two thirty that I pop up Quinn. I come around the bed and the door is right kind of by Quinn's side of the bed in the camper. <laughs> and I just hear this. I hear this fidgeting. So I, I, the door is locked. And I, I think somebody's trying to break in. Yeah. So next thing I know, Quinn full CPAP on is like fist of fury <laughs> in my face. Like, hey! and I was like, I, I think I'm going to throw up. And it's like, okay. So then I, I went out and long story short was I forgot there was a code for the uh, campground bathroom. And so nature and I became very familiar with me throwing up at 2.30. So while Megan was having a bit of an exorcism, I was laying there in bed, um, not wanting to remember Megan's exorcism. But, <laughs> but nothing about, happened in the Norville Rogers. No, That's all I'm yeah, going to say. They, yeah, I, I, the Norville Roger appreciates I that. I stuck to the number one rule of the Norville Rogers. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the, the most important thing though, is I was sitting there going, gosh, you know, what an amazing weekend. Just seeing the, uh, seeing the joy on, uh, Brosa's face from the skate competition to, uh, hanging out by the fire with my girls and just really enjoying time together as a family. And I, and I got thinking, because we bought the camper about three years ago, right before COVID happened. And I remember I was just laying there going, man, this is all moving way too fast, like way too fast. And the wise wisdom of Mr. Ferris Bueller popped in my head. And Megan, why don't, why don't you recite that? Life moves pretty fast. If you don't stop and look around once in a while, you could miss it. Yeah. Boom. Boom. It could have helped too that our kids watched Ferris Bueller last week. That could too. I don't know. That, like, that's just, yeah. That's, that's, that wasn't necessarily the inspiration. <laughs> 
the inspiration was more along the lines of, wow, this is like, you know, and going through some old pictures and even looking at the kids, they were, they were so much younger. And then I guess to couple it too is our, uh, my brother-in-law and sister-in-law stayed at our house while we were gone because they were running their their oldest to college. And then I got thinking, oh my gosh, I only have like, after this year, I have two more back to schools. And then we have one fleeing the... Uh, yeah, we have, we're, we're in the same, same, the, same boat. The proverbial nest. So we touched a little bit on this in episode five on the currency of time. But honestly, I felt like, like I said, when I was laying there in bed and we had a whole other idea queued up for this week's episode, but I, I felt like this was way more pertinent. But as I was laying in bed, I started asking myself, what am I missing, right? What am I going through where I'm not stopping to look around? It's it's crazy. And I think that that's the hard part sometimes is everybody's life is you're going to be in that fast lane um, where life is going. And I feel like um, I, I remember someone telling us when our kids were little, they're like, just wait, your li- life's going to get crazier and crazier. Yeah. And I was like, I can't even go to the bathroom by myself. Yeah, Do you remember when people were like, man, enjoy this because it goes by so fast. You're like, screw Yeah, you. I was like, I like, just want to go to the bathroom by myself. Or I just want to sleep on a Saturday past six o'clock. Yeah. And, you know, and, and then it's, and I've talked about it before about how you kind of like get over that and then you realize your kids get older and they need you in kind of a different facet, but it is the kind of deal of your life. It just it gets faster and faster and faster where almost you can just put your head down and you know, you're going to move through it, but you're not necessarily going to take in it and like build those memories. And, and that was why I think it was like two years ago, Quinn and I were talking about Christmas or something. And I felt like I was like our kids for the most part, you know, if there's something, uh, okay, I'm going to preface that two of our kids, if we bought everything that our, our youngest wanted, we would be homeless. Right. True. <laughs> but I mean, it was the kind of deal I told Quinn, we had talked about doing these like, you know, around Christmas time, going on a vacation and taking our kids to do stuff. And we'd always be like, Oh, we'll get there. We'll get there. And there was a point where we're like, dude, that, that end is getting closer and closer and closer. Well, that was even with the camper. We kept putting it off, putting it off. And I, and I recall such a central park and fall such a wise woman who did not tear her dress, nor what a mess <laughs> or I confess. Yeah. Okay. Yes. All right. Don Cachet. Uh, but I remember a very wise, beautiful woman saying to me, if we don't pull the trigger on that, on this camper now, we're going to miss the window. Like there's just not a good time. And I am so happy and, and so grateful we did. But I mean, it's just, I think as far as uh, stopping, I think we, in looking around, I think everybody has an excuse, right? And, and a valid excuse. It's there's always something to get done. There's always something that needs fixing. There's always something that needs your attention. There's always a pile of work that you have to get to. And even even personally, like Megan and I sat down and went over our calendars like uh, we do. Well, I think you were like, yeah, we should go do. And I, I like this this weekend or whatever, like you were trying to add something in and it was before Thanksgiving. 
And I, I sat you down and I was like, I would like you to tell me when, because there is not a free weekend until Thanksgiving. Yeah. It's crazy. You know, I was like, we could do it in December, but we have two kids birthdays. And so I was like, basically maybe in January. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, let's no, regroup in January. It, it's yeah. absolutely insane. But you know, as we sat down and looked at our calendar, we're like, "Oh my gosh!" Right. So we're about as busy, and I mean, obviously, there's people who are way busier than we are. But uh, we're at least for us, we're about as busy as we've ever been. So how do how do we stop? Right. How do how do we look around? And, and why is it important? Well, I think first off is you're never going to slow the train down. Because I think if you sit there and say, okay, uh, when the train slows down, I'll do this. And I think that's like an easy thing. And I mean, your life does ebb and flow with its busyness. Um, but if you wait for that opportune time. To Is take, it kind of like on Polar Express? When I hate that movie. I love that movie. I know you do. Anyway, but it is, it's the kind of, if you wait for that perfect time, you know, where maybe financially it makes, you know the most sense or whatever. I mean, you got to be financially, you know, smart, but also if you put off, put off, put off that time, um, it's going to just move past you. So I think part of it is that you have to, you know, almost learn to move at that speed, but being able to take those pauses along the way to let it sink in and enjoy it instead of saying, okay, well, I'm going to dinner with friends on Friday and then we're doing this and then we're doing this and then we're doing this is look at it and say, okay, how much am I biting off? Like what, what is my why of why I'm doing this and why am I so busy? Is there what, and not that it, it's me, 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 because definitely Quinn and I are in a place in our life where it's not all me, 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 because we have kids and it's great. But it's one of those that if you're going and you're not having that enjoyment, then it's one of those that you have to kind of at times cut losses on things that are just not bringing value. Well, yeah. And I really feel that this is more important than ever in your F word years, in your 40s and 50s, because more than ever, your, your firsts become less and less. Like the first time you do something, right? There's always a rush, you know, the first time you're experiencing something new, seeing something new, and that becomes less and less. So it's much more important to look at what you're doing and look at what you really find satisfaction in. And so a good, you know, we, we touched on this heavily. Sorry, I'm having a. I'm like yawning, yawning, <laughs> like there's all sorts of yeah. stuff, free group, yeah, free okay. group. But, uh, but more so than ever, it's, it's like in our last couple episodes that we did, uh, for what part one and part two, you know, I think you also find yourself doing a lot of things that don't bring satisfaction to you. So I think it's incredibly important, or I should say, I know it's incredibly important that in your F word years, that what you do take the time out to to be part of and really be present that you're doing things that bring you satisfaction, that, that, that they're the kind of things that you want to slow down, that you want to retain, just like that camping trip with the kids. It was, I just wanted it to keep going on where I've done things that, yeah, on paper look really fun, but I'm like, eh, I'd rather be home, you know? Yeah. And I think that there's times, uh, with, I, I think looking at the big picture, right. Is, there are times where you're like, I have to 
you know, my house has to look a certain way or this and this and this and this. I got to be this type of person. And almost you get into that grind of that is your importance. Are you following? Yeah, it's it's like instead of saying I'm going to spend time and maybe my house isn't going to be quite as clean or, you know, whatever. But I'm going to do something for myself or I'm going to do something for somebody else or with my spouse or with kids. And so we've talked about this in, in past that, like your life is a great collection of memories and moments like we tell our kids all the time the analogy of like having like a chest. Um, and it's like Mel Gibson on the Patriot when he pulls out his tomahawk. Yes, yes. exactly. When he goes that, up to yeah. this war chest and opens it up. Yeah, but I mean, look at it. It's like our daughter last year, our oldest, worked at a haunted house, and she had the craziest stories. And she wasn't necessarily like, "Ooh, I want to go back and work there." But we're like, "Dude, you have." that that you're going to put in your chest. And that is going to be where you're going to be in your forties and be like, you'll have a funny story to tell. And so that's what we always tell our kids is that we're like, you know, our, our, um, our youngest during field day decided to do backflips off of the play equipment and chipped his permanent tooth, like like his front tooth, front permanent tooth, almost completely off. And um, thank you again, Basin Dental. Anyway, but it was the kind of deal, instead of being mad, I just looked at him. I was like, dude, you're going to have a funny story in your 40s. You know, that's what that was the way I looked at it is look at memories in, in things, moments in your life is a collection. So what is it that when you open that treasure chest is what is going to be in that? Well, is yeah. it going to be trips? Is it going to be memories? Is it going to be... You know, it, it doesn't. Or is it going to be empty? Yeah, it does not have to be stuff that cost money. Because some of my most cherished memories with my kids and with Quinn, there are things that like don't necessarily cost anything, but they're fun memories where we stopped and almost the world stopped and we were all together. And um, one of our favorite places, we have friends. Um, we've actually talked about them before. Uh, Pup and Nicole, they live in Las Vegas, but they have been amazing and they have great mentors. Yeah, they have been. You need mentors in your life. Yes. So total sidebar, if you don't have mentors, find people that are maybe a few years older than you and latch on to them and learn from them because uh, they're fantastic. Yeah. And so they have just always, um, they're a little bit older than us and have taken us under their wing. They were actually in their 40s when we were in our 20s. And kind of took us under, yeah. They're late thirties. Late thirties. Yeah, I was probably in my twenties. Well, you were probably. <laughs> anyway, but anyway, they took us under a wing, and the reason why I bring them up is they have been so amazing that they have this cabin that they're like, "Hey, use it anytime," and we have been to that cabin with every single one of our kids as a baby, and. Even this year, we asked our kids, we're like, do you guys want to maybe go on a cruise? What do you guys want to do for fall break? And they're like, we want to go to the cabin, which is crazy in a way to me because there's no internet. You know, we're we're off, off the grid. And the thing that they love about it is just the memories. Like we tell stories about just things that we've done over and over and over. And that's one of the things we love is it's almost like we press the pause button and it's like, 
let the memories happen. Well, I also think too, along that exact same line, we talked about, uh, you see what you want to see last week. And we also talked about like going back to the town of Spectre. Yeah. And I think one of the great things with the whole memory war chest that you were just talking about is sometimes you go back to a place or you go back to a situation and you get a good smile on your face because when you were there, just like the cabin that you're talking about is you took the time and because you took the time, it recorded a time and place in your life that you found great satisfaction in. And you're like, that was awesome. Yeah. And for us, I would say maybe this is speaking for Quinn too, is we've moved around a lot, but this, this cabin that our friends have um, let us go stay. Like we have memories with our oldest going when she's six months old and like every one of our kids and like we could sit there and we've even taken Quinn's parents and memories. Like we went there and we, you know, talked about kind of just his dad sitting out on the porch, you know, just, I feel like if there's anything for us that has just been a constant, just kind of pause and take a look around. That is our place. Oh, for sure. And and I mean, everyone, it might be slightly different, but I mean, look at your life. Is there something that you can create? Um, that is that it could even be staying home, having movie night every Friday night with the people you love. It could be with your kids, with your spouse, with your best friends, like whatever it may be. Um, but it's just slowing down, slowing down and taking a look around and saying, man, we are building memories and I'm going to have this for years to come that I'm putting my treasure chest. You know, I, I think a great example of this is a few years ago, Megan talked me into finally getting a road bike. Yeah. He finally I put, put the stretchy pants. Pants, yeah. Sometimes a man <laughs> sits alone in his room. Chancho, in his room. Yeah. Sometimes a man likes to wear the stretchy pants. So, uh, yeah, so I got the stretchy pants and, uh, started road biking and really enjoy it. And I will say, uh, something that really caught me off guard because a big difference between mountain biking, which I had done a ton of, and road biking is when you mountain bike, you have to be on it because if you're not paying attention to what's in front of you, you're going to be over your handlebars pretty quick. Yes. Or you're just trying to make sure your heart doesn't explode out of your chest while you're tasting blood in your mouth while you're climbing that some too, gnarly that too. climb. But the biggest thing I found with road biking is it's more of a repetitive cadence, right? You're not as concerned. You are paying attention, but you don't have to have the laser focus as you do in... Uh, Unless you're in a Peloton. Yes. That and you're true. just staring at the person in front of you's butt yeah. the whole time. Yeah. Which sometimes that's a good situation to be in. Yeah. I mean, you know. Yeah. I do squats. <laughs> booty yes. gains. Yeah. Lunges. Yeah. 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 I, I, I put a little peach on my Instagram profile. Totally. I'm totally looking over my shoulder, photographing myself mm, in the mirror. Yeah. yeah popping <laughs> a hip. Uh, that's, that's what I do. But anyway, going back to road biking and the stretchy pants is because it's much more of a cadence you're sitting there, you might be riding a road that you've driven a thousand times, but all of a sudden you start to notice the intricacies and the beauty of what's around you. You start to feel the uh, thermoclines. See what I did there? Yeah, yeah. I see what she did. The temperature differences as you kind of go up a hill and then you drop down into a like a cooler valley and and you all of a sudden start to see the beauty of something that you have blown by at 60 miles an hour or whatever all day long. And you're like, this is boring. Yeah. But then you start to smell different smells, different experience. 
Uh, the mink farm isn't so mink great. farms yeah. a little, that's, well, yeah, yeah, that's a little rough. Um, I, in fact, I, so there's a ride I do quite a bit and, uh, I had taken some customers to lunch and they own an asphalt plant and they were talking about how the neighbors were complaining about the smell of the asphalt plant and stuff. And I'm like, if they're complaining, you should smell the mink farm up the road. And little did I know one of the guys at lunch owned the mink farm and I will edit what was said to me, but he slapped the table and he's like, if you don't like the country, you can get the hell out of here. And I was like, I mean, it's cool. I mean, I keep that. So like, I absolutely stepped on my genitalia in that conversation. But my point being is just like in life is just taking a slower pace through the same day in and day out. I I notice things like, like I said, writing, going at a slower pace. I started to notice things I had never noticed before. And I, and I've said, I've been guilty of this many times in life going too fast. And when I slow down and take more time to enjoy the things around me, to enjoy my family, to look at my job and be like, man, this is great. And, you know, take it all in the satisfaction and enjoyment of overall explodes. And the, odds of me dipping into a midlife crisis again get less and less because I'm really finding fulfillment in my day in and day out activities, not just looking for a finish line or not just looking saying, okay, when I get here, I'll be happy. This totally kind of reminds me of the movie Cars. Okay. <laughs> He's like, no, I was just saying like what you're with the whole thing you explained. No, not the racing, but the whole town about how she talks about the road where every they built a road to move faster and he never like understood the town until she took him for a drive and then he saw the beauty of it because people used to travel to be able to see the land instead of just to move past the land mm. very deep right yes yeah that's where my head went guys yeah okay we're <laughs> moving on <laughs> Quinn's like, what? No, so, no. You know, I, I think one of the first and foremost things that you have to do is learn to detach. And there's a lot of detachment that has to happen. Okay. So, and some of these, some of this is going to sound like I'm contradicting myself. So for example, when you get home and you're done with work, you've got to learn how to detach from work to be with your family and with your kids. And when you're with your kids, you need to be learn how to detach from all the outside things that like will rob you of that time, right? You got to figure out how to, how to push pause on that and live in the moment. And then when you're out with your spouse, you've got to learn how to detach from your kids and have it be just about their, just about your spouse. So I think a lot of stopping looking around as Ferris Bueller said, taking it all in. So you don't miss it. I think the first, I think the secret sauce to all of it is learning how to properly detach in those moments, depending on what scenario you're in. So how do you suggest doing said detachment? I, well, this goes back to what we've talked about at nauseum, not like, not like you, not me at fertilizing in the, the bushes. Way. Yeah. <laughs> by the, by the river. Speak of, which guys, side note, I don't know what that was all about, but I'm good. Good now. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I think the biggest thing on detaching has to do with, and I said, we've talked about this at nauseum, is being intentional. So intentionally telling yourself, all right, I'm with my kids. My phone's going to go over here. Or, you know what, fight off the urge to be like, oh, I just need to check my email 
or whatever, because it's after hours, there's nothing that's going to do it. Or if you're out with your spouse, it's okay, let's dig deep into our relationship. Let's not, let's not hit the easy button on just talking about our kids or whatever. Let's, let's work on us. So I think, I think it's being intentional. What do you think? I would agree fully. I think that's right. You will. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Feisty. No, I, I think being intentional and I think looking at it of saying, okay, like I, you know, going to detach from those things. Um, yeah, I would agree. 100%. Well, and I think you went through this. I know we've talked about this before, but just with you stepping down as a head coach. Yeah. And I, I have talked about that, like through the process of that and, um, very hard decision, but for me, it was really, it came down to this exact thing was, um, my job, I wasn't there nonstop, but being the, um, the, the studio that I ran was open 364 days a year and it would be open from four thirty until it closed. And a lot of times there's things that happen at like nine or 10 o'clock at night. So I would have my phone buzzing at three 30 in the morning and I'd have it buzzing at 10 o'clock at night. And so this was to the point where well, it got to the I, point. I just could not detach. Like I couldn't just go to work and then say, okay, I'm going to set this boundary because I realized, and I told Quinn, I, you know, I was like, I am trying to create a boundary, but if I don't respond, this is my team. They'll keep calling. No, yeah, they'll, <laughs> they'll keep, keep calling. calling. <laughs> no, but I mean, this is my team of people that I do not, I manage them. They look to me. This is part of the job. Mm -hmm. And so um, that was really hard. And for me, that was the huge reason why was I finally was like, I need to be more intentional and be in the driver's seat of being able to detach. Well, and, and I think leave. if it was a different time in your life. It would have been totally yeah, fine. Yeah, and I mean, like just looking back at this last weekend, um, if and we have gone camping um, when I was a head coach and I had my phone and it would be, oh, hold on, hold on. I, I'm just, let me just answer that. Hold on, hold on. You know, and-, and I wish you guys could see Megan's Yeah, hands my hands up, but I mean- that, She's basically giving sign language yeah. on the side. <laughs> like it's but, a, but that- that's what it was. It was like, I remember being at the pool at the campground with my kids and not saying that this is a bad thing, but I had already worked five days that week and at the campground telling my kids, hold on, hold on, you know, and to the point where I couldn't fully detach. Yeah. And so for me, that was a huge reason was so that I could be intentional, still do what I love, but to the point where I could also feel for myself that balance. Well, I will say, you know, I used to be the kind of guy that every single vacation, everything, anywhere I went, I took my laptop, even if it was over the weekend, just, just for work. And I think I would ask you every single time, why are you freaking bringing your laptop? Like every time we would have like no space in the car and he would be like shoving it in. And I'm like, so I'm going to open that freaking thing. Yeah. Well, and there's nothing I could have done over that weekend to even, but it was a safety net. Yeah, it was my wobby. Yeah. But I will say, so being intentional, like going back, um, was I have had summers where I went to the swimming pool and I hung out with my kids every single day. Right. And that was great. I was there, but I was not fully there. 
I wasn't like soaking in that memory, you know, treasure chest. And I think that looking at this summer and, um, I've talked about this in probably like the last four episodes of being, I told Quinn, I was like, this was like our swan song summer, you know, like just being that our kids chose to be together and we had so much fun and bonding. And I will say a huge part of it was me being intentional. Like Quinn said of me saying, I'm going to go do this and I'm a hundred percent in and I'm all about my kids want to go do it. We're going to do it. And I'm going to be there, not thinking about what I else I need to get done or whatever. And I've had periods of time where I was in similar situation, but I was not being intentional with it. And I feel like it just paid huge dividends. Like this summer was, you know, that those memories and, you know, just, just taking a look around and just letting it like soaking it in. So I will say, um, detaching is incredibly difficult, especially when it comes to work and, or just responsibility. So as far as detaching goes, I have a couple questions that I want you to ask yourself and, you know, um, obviously we can't hear you, but I'm sure it's riveting. I mean, I was doing sign language <laughs> over here, so I apparently don't need to talk. <laughs> so, so first and foremost, ask yourself, what am I missing? Okay. Second, ask yourself, why am I missing it? And lastly, ask yourself for what? So what am I missing? Why am I missing it? And for what? And I think that will give you a clear and concise answer. I honestly do. I think if you can be honest with yourself and because I will say nine times out of 10, like packing that laptop, I didn't need it. And it was almost an excuse. And it, and, uh, and once I got rid of bringing it with me because my team was trained up good enough and there was nothing I could do over the weekend that couldn't be done on Monday. I all of a sudden enjoyed myself. Tenfold. Where you had a moment or if my phone rang or whatever, I, you know, I was very honest and saying, is it okay if I get to the, this to you on Monday, I can't get to it right now. And that, you know, and they were incredibly happy about that, or I, I shouldn't say happy about it, but they were understanding it and got it. And life became way more fulfilling. And I will say I've been guilty of this and I'm trying to get better. And my oldest called me out on it. One time she was in the kitchen and she started saying something and something came up and I was like, hold on or whatever. And she said, not that it matters what I'm saying. Cause you don't listen to me anyway. And it that was a very good, like, she is one. Call. I will say, um, she I'm only laughing. She is one that will call you out. And I, w- I will say teenagers do that, but in a good way. Yeah. I mean, she is, sure. she's made us realize a lot of times where she's like, you guys totally cut me off. You invalidate, you know, and where we stopped and we're like, oh, okay. We need to slow down because we're not listening or, you know, I've been in that same situation and, um, where we're like, oh, okay, I'm doing way too many things at once. And I think kids are a good way of, they see right through you thinking that you're like, oh, I have everything going on at the same time, but you're really not being efficient at anything. Oh, yeah. And, and going back to uh, uh, 
learning to detach and being intentional so you can take in what's around you is ask yourself too, like if you feel like something's so important, ask yourself, are you postponed? Why are you uh, postponing your happiness and your relationships? Like what's the why? Like I know we talked about for what, but you know, ask yourself, why am I doing it? And that that's honestly what I had to do to myself is I was like, why am I doing this? Like it's, am I pretending just to be busy? Like, am I pretending to do this? Am I avoiding this? Like what, why is it? And, uh, and once I think you can come to a clear consensus and a good answer to that, why, you know, life starts to really change and your fulfillment gets to be more and more. And I, and I will say your overall sense of gratitude and then going back to the midlife crisis, that whole feeling becomes less and less. Agreed. Yes. <laughs> I was like, agreed. Well, I think probably the biggest thing that stops us from overall satisfaction in our life has to be our phones right now. Yes. And I know, I know phones are a necessary evil, but I also think it's very easy to get stuck inside them as opposed to taking on what's outside of them. You know, even as much as sitting there in a beautiful location. And I, and I was thinking about this the other day too, because I went for a walk. I, <laughs> it may have happened to wake up before everybody a few mornings. And I walked down to the river and I was out there just really enjoying the river. And I remember thinking being a kid and coming out west and seeing these clear mountain rivers and being blown away because where I grew up, everything was kind of muddy and brown and just gorgeous rapids. I can't stop yawning. <laughs> I'm, I'm so tired. But uh, gorgeous rapids and just, you know, kind of feeling the cold crispness of the river and, and being there. And then I was out there early in the morning and I had my phone with me and I was looking at my phone. And I was like, have I totally lost that feeling? Like, have I lost, do I need to be, is it that loving feeling? Yes. Oh, it's gone. Well, it's, yeah. Gone, gone. I guess I never close my eyes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anymore. Yeah. When I kiss it's your, your lips. lips. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, but I was, it was a good check on me and I was like, no, my phone's going in my pocket. I'm going to stare at this river. Cause there was a point in time where this brought me so much satisfaction. And I guarantee you, whatever I was looking, it was probably my vacation countdown timer for probably, Mexico. Probably. <laughs> but it, but whatever I was going to stare at wasn't nearly as important or whatever your kid wants to tell you is 10 times more important. Or we've all gone to lunch with a friend in a relation, like one of our buddies or one of your lady friends, lady friends. And, uh, and they've been on their phone the whole time and it's miserable. Yeah. Yeah. Just there, there's, there's no, no goodness in it. So as part of uh, slowing down and taking it all in, like Ferris Bueller would say, you know, look, look around but also make sure you're not looking down. See what I did there? Yeah. Yeah. Look around, but don't look down. Don't look down. Because what's around you is way more present and way, it, it's not artificial. It's actually what's there. And there's nothing wrong with having a phone. There's nothing wrong with having social media, you know, as long as you're responsible with it. But also look around, like take it all in because 
when you're when you're on social media, when you're on everything else, you're just taking in somebody else's life, not your own. You're taking in their experiences, not your own. Yeah, and create um, memories that you're putting in your treasure chest because you're not gonna like take someone else's and stuff it down into your treasure chest because that would be weird. Yeah, you, other I mean, people's memories. Yeah, <laughs> kind of weird. Kind of weird. But uh, you know, I think it all comes down to living in the now. Yeah. And the thing is, is a lot of times your most amazing moments in life are typically not on your terms. And true that. Yeah. And and I feel like take kids for, for instance, right. Is we've moved into having teenagers and, um, we have a very open family and I feel like we are very, so that's the way you do that's the way they do. <laughs> we are family. really quoted. No, but meaning that we're very tight. We like to spend time together, but it doesn't always mean that with our teenagers, they're ready to talk. And I have noticed that uh, the best conversations are absolutely the sometimes most inconvenient time. And, um, for our oldest, a lot of times it's like almost midnight, you know, and, and all of that, where it's kind of like, okay, I just want to go to bed, but I've had to stop and be like, okay, well, I'm going to miss out on sleep, but I can always make that up, but I cannot as soon as you shut that door. I mean, and that's not just with kids. That could be with your spouse. That could be someone in your workplace. It mm-hmm. could be like, you know, you're trying to have a conversation about, you know, trying to get promoted at your job, whatever it is, you miss those opportunities. Uh, they don't necessarily, those doors don't always open. Yeah, I mean, you could easily be invited out on the right dinner that could really help your career. And you're like, I'm just tired. I don't want to go. Yeah. And so looking at it and realizing that, again, going back is what am I missing? You know? So if it's like, you know, with my teenager, um, what am I missing? Okay. I'm missing sleep. Okay. Yeah. But I'll take that a step further. I know, uh, with work, I travel to a lot of crazy out of the way places and I used to not do it. I used to be like, okay, I got to get point A, point B, go home. And now I'm like, you know, if I see something kind of cool, I'm going to pull over and check it yeah, out. Yeah, because you're like, I'm going to put that in. And so it is kind of the ongoing joke that Quinn will be driving in Podunk nowhere. And he'll be like, oh, yeah, if you drive like five miles out that way, there's like a monument out there. And I stopped in this cemetery. And did you know this person's buried out there? Yeah. And so building those memories. But yeah, look at it and say like. For you, same thing. What what am I missing? Well, and there's that also that whole other point too of the and and it's I guess it's a dance with mortality to a degree, but there's a lot of times, you know, going back to what I was saying is, will I be here again? Like yeah. will I go go to this place? Well, again? and I, I think when you're little, you're like, Oh yeah, I'll be back here in a week. And I mean, how many times really look at your life that you've done that and said Oh, I'm going to come back here over and over. Yeah. It's like, it's like I went to Spain when I was 17. So, and I remember I I wrote a journal the whole time I was in Spain and I went through a box a few years ago and I found it. And I remember reading one of the last entries that'd be like, yeah, I'll be back here in a few years. Well, it's been like 900. Yeah. It's been (laughs) like, I don't know, like 29 years and I haven't gone back. Well, yeah. And it's, it's Quinn and I, um, hopefully maybe this next year, cross our fingers, but, um, we 
have been wanting, I think more my bucket list and Quinn's like, okay, cool. Um, is going to like Scotland. Well, I do need to go back to see my yeah. people, but it's the kind of deal that not saying we might get back there, but Quinn and I are kind of like of the understanding that we're like, there is this huge world. We might not well, ever get back. It was there. like Fiji was amazing, right? Yeah. We had a great time in Fiji, but would we go back to Fiji? Well, if, yeah, I mean, if the right opportunity came up, we'd also like to see a lot of the other South yeah, Pacific. Yeah. So it's not, it's no slight on Fiji. It's just, there's a ton of opportunities in the world and you want to make sure that you take all those opportunities in and it, and it's no slight on the place, but it's just meaning that when you're at those, having those experiences, no matter where you're at, that you take it in. So you, you can get there because honestly, life comes down to a couple of things. And I, and I think, you know, we have a few fears and, and I think clowns, yeah, hair in the bottom of a bathtub. I I think clowns make no, a lot more sense. I had I shared a bathtub with my sisters, not at the same time, of course, but uh, I I always had to clean up. Okay, the, I'm just saying. I'm gonna say it is weird as all get out that you guys didn't have a running shower. Well, weird. You better go catch it. Uh-huh. <laughs> Was yours running? Yeah. No. Quit. Quit. They had. Only bathed. <laughs> the rest is my dad would be like, well, the water's still warm if anybody. Oh. <laughs> like my kids know that if I take a bath, it is legitimately because I have a fever and I am so sick. That is the only time. So I, anyway, I, well, going, I think there's three big fears we have in life. Okay. Number one is your mortality, right? Not, not clowns. Not clowns. <laughs> so I think you're like, okay, how long am I going to live? And then- Secondly, I think it's coming around going, did I enjoy my life? And I, and I think that's where a lot of midlife crises start coming in is like, oh my gosh, I'm halfway through this or I'm in my F word years and am I finding fulfillment and enjoying my life? And last, like, what is, what is your legacy? Like, what, what are you leaving behind? And, you know, a couple things, thoughts I have on that. To go back to clowns? No, oh. it, it's hair in the bottom of the bottom of the bathtub. But uh, when it when it comes down to did I enjoy and live a fulfilled life? That's really your choice. And I mean, everybody gets dealt different hands, but it's honestly a choice if you can find fulfillment in the hand that you've been dealt. I mean, there's a lot of people that have gone through some horrible things that have a ton of fulfillment. And the thing is, is along those lines is don't postpone everything in your life of this is going to happen when, meaning I'm going to enjoy life. I'm going to start living life when, and um, just because we've seen it where people are like, Oh, when I retire, when I do this, when I have more time, I will develop these relationships with my kids. Well, you're going to wake up one day and it's like, life, it moves fast, well, you know, like we said, and it's like, you haven't developed those relationships. You want to know what also moves fast? What? Are trucks on the highway that decide to merge in your lane and almost kill you. Yes. Yeah. And <laughs> so, so it doesn't necessarily have to be an aged out thing. It could be tomorrow. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying is obviously you have to be responsible, but if you're like, Oh, you know, I, want to travel and see things. Well, okay, well, that's a very wide range thing. It doesn't mean that you have to go to Scotland. It could be that you're like, hey, what is within five hours of where I live, you know? And if you wait for the perfect opportunity, it is never 
going to be there. And if you wait saying, okay, when I retire, you know, things change. And I think this summer, like Quinn said, more than anything shook things up of being like, holy cow, it could be a whole different outcome from this summer. And, um, and I'm so glad, I mean, obviously Quinn's still here, me too. Yeah. But the thing is, is looking at that and kind of opening your eyes is our kids and myself, if that would have taken a different turn and I, I don't, I don't want to take it there, but we would have had all these memories in our tre- treasure chest of Quinn and time together and memories. And so that's the thing is if we would have waited till it was the exact most financially smart thing or the most, you know, when we had the time it was right, it it wouldn't necessarily have had those in there. Take me all in. Yeah. Drink it all in. (laughs) I mean, we do have the memory, like our oldest was telling us campied. I don't know how it came up. Um, but she was, she was reminiscing of when she was little and Quinn likes to bake. He likes to bake and he was baking. It was, it was winter time and you were using nutmeg right? Not Meg. Not Meg. Anyway. And my oldest said to Quinn, man, that smells so good. I don't think it was, I think it was the nine volt battery story that she she told both of them. Anyway. And Quinn without hesitating turns to this five-year-old little girl and says, you want to taste? So it takes a full spoonful of nutmeg. It wasn't a spoonful. It was was like a a teaspoon. Whatever. But anyway, it's a vivid (laughs) core memory. That and and licking nine volts. Well, I taught her how to check because in your guitar pedals, if you don't have a plug, you run nine volt batteries in them, right? And sometimes they're not working. And in order to check if they're working, you lick the the nine volt. If you get a little shock, then you know there's enough juice to run your pedal. And I was teaching her that just, just in case she ever needed to know if a nine volt even though she may feel betrayed by the experience. <laughs> but anyway, yes, there's quite a bit in there. Well, and I, I think lastly, okay, so we talked about your three fears is mortality. Did I enjoy and live a fulfilled life? And then what is my legacy or what's your legacy? I think that legacy is your war chest of memories and experiences. And I, you know, and, and I think along those lines, the footprint you've left for other people. Yeah, but I will say that, that really, that, that war chest of memories that you create with somebody else, that that makes you immortal. And what I mean by that, we're not talking like Highlander, like Duncan McLeod or the McLeod clan. I, mean, I got excited. Yeah. <laughs> I am immortal. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Is, you know, with my dad's. I was thinking more Salvatore brothers, but I mean, that no, works too. Yeah. But with my dad's passing and, uh, you know, losing a parent, which as you get into your F word years, it happens. It's like, I can't, I mean, you get on Facebook and it's just. Yeah. Every week, somebody that you know is going through a, a tough moment like that. But it's really those memories that keep someone alive. And it's really that the memories, but it's also the emotion that comes along with those memories, right? If we if we think about uh, stopping and look or looking around and not, not missing it, like having those experiences and those memories are really keeps that person in a very relative, real sense in your life. And in fact, I was just talking to my son about this. Um, we were putting the camper away and somehow something came up about grandpa and we were talking and he's like, do you miss, I was like, do you miss grandpa? He's like, yeah, I do. But he's like, you know, like when I, when I go somewhere and like we go up to grandma's or grandma comes, I kind of just feel like, ah, he should be here. And I kind of laugh about it, you know? (laughs) 
And and it was such a like a, a pure thing for him to say, but it was more along the lines of he's got good memories and good experiences. And so that treasure chest, that legacy that my dad left behind was a feeling of comfort, peace, like and also like, hey, you know, grandpa's here and all of that. And I and I think that's really neat. And so, you know, obviously you do these things for yourself to look around too, but in in a huge sense of the word too, you you do it for others because as you're doing them for yourself you're and as you're making those deposits into your own uh war chest of memories and emotions and experiences you're you're experiencing with other people those could be your friends those could be your family those could be your significant other but you're you're taking it all in together and you're building that so you're leaving a little piece of what you stopped and slowed down to be part of with them as well. And I think I know that I'm on a kick of kid movies, but if you have not seen it, you should. Is this it, Red Dawn? Where the yeah, kids, Red Dawn. No, it's a, they were kids. Yeah, no. And they, was, they took on the Cubans and Afghanis yeah, that were which propped you just up by the ruined Russian. my moment. <laughs> anyway, no, I think one of the best movies that represents this whole idea of legacy is the movie Coco. Oh yeah. And it is one that is, um, it's a very cute movie, but the whole principle of the movie is those memories and stories and, and that is slowing down and, and, um, spending time. And, and that is why like that movie hands down is one of our, our favorites in our house is just because it's, so well done. So anyway, there's my plug for that movie. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. So in conclusion, you ready for this? Yeah. Okay. Life, it better be good. Yeah, life moves pretty fast. If you don't stop and look around once in a while, you could miss it. So take the wisdom of Mr. Bueller. 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 And, yeah. and take it all in. Not the Edward Rooney who tried to shut it down. Yeah. Right? But take take it in and slow down, like look around, stop. And especially, like I said, there's times when you can't and that's 100% like understandable. But there's also a lot of times you can. So look at those moments when you can slow it down, take it all in. And I promise it always goes down. It does always go down smooth. (laughs) But I promise you guys it will create a much more fulfilled life. Yeah, preach 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 well everybody thanks again for tuning in to episode 44 of life moves pretty fast please if you have a chance share justifying the f word with a friend we love the growing tribe we love the movement and you guys all have yourselves a fantastic week stay classy <laughs>